It's news. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930, KROE Sheridan. Broadcasting from the Sheridan Community Federal Credit Union Studio on 103.9 FM. Have you ever wondered what makes First Federal Bank and Trust unique? We're a mutual bank, which means our focus is on you. Unlike other banks, we don't pay shareholders, we pay our community. At First Federal Bank and Trust, your financial interests drive our decisions. Bank with us and experience the mutual bank difference, where the power of community fuels your financial success. First Federal Bank and Trust is Sheridan's only mutual bank, member FDIC. The Y.O. Theater and National Theater Live present David Tennant in Good, a blistering reimagining of one of Britain's most powerful political plays. As the world faces its second world war, John Halder, a good, intelligent German professor, finds himself pulled into a movement with unthinkable consequences. See National Theater Live's performance of Good, playing at the Y.O. Thursday, March 14th at 6 p.m. Get your tickets at the Y.O. box office or online at yotheater.com. Hey folks, J.D. here at Antelope Butte, home of the best skiing and riding in the Big Horns. It's finally snowing, but we've been open five days a week since before Christmas, and we're fully open from top to bottom and wall to wall. Don't worry about your backyard. Come on up here and play in our backyard. We've also got amazing cross-country and snowmo access right out the back door, and we're open Wednesday through Sunday every week into early April. Check us out online at antelopebuttefoundation.org, or you can find us on social media. Our team members are friendly, and our family vibe is true Wyoming, so come on up to Antelope Butte, home of the best skiing and riding in the Big Horns. With the complete redesign of Legacy Diamond and Gems, a five-decade tradition of jewelers in the Kraft family continues. Tom Kraft and his expert staff of bench jewelers create custom jewelry and repair of all levels of difficulty, and it's all done in-house. They are also one of the largest bridal centers in Wyoming, where you can find the perfect ring or design the perfect ring for the best value. Visit Legacy Diamond and Gem at 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan, online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. And now your host for Open Lines, Ron Richter and Aaron Palmer. And good morning. Welcome to the Jackson Electric Open Lines Friday News Talk 930 KROE. I'm Aaron Palmer along with Ron Richter. Good morning, Ron. Morning. It's been a week. It has. Today is going to be uh, crazy. We have uh, a bunch of stuff we'll talk about later on about what's going to be happening here in Sheridan. But if people are not aware of this, I don't know how. But, uh, yeah, the uh, funeral for Sergeant Trinke is today, and it's going to be, it's going to affect pretty much everywhere in the city and around the city. But we'll talk about that later. The uh, Jackson Electric Open Lines Friday, um, we've got, uh, again, the numbers to call if you want to talk, 674-4443, 674-4444. And you can talk about what we're going to talk about or something you want to talk about. Um, we're open, so we'll see how that goes. Like Mr. the government, always open. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the million-dollar question. 
And the poll question. That's actually this the week. poll question. Exactly. Well, which I guess could be the million dollar question. Right. What was it, Ron? The uh, first Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question. A shutdown of the federal government is looming this week. They avoided the deadline today, but they kicked the can. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Should lawmakers allow the shutdown? And uh, 46%, nearly half of all voters said yes. And then we had 28% no, avoid if possible, 16%, and avoid at all costs, 9%. So uh, most of our uh, poll responders said, go ahead and shut it down. What's your thought on that? I, I mean, it, to me... <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too. Uh, t- to me, I- I've always been of the belief that that is their job. Mm-hmm. And if they can't get their job done, then it, it shows an inept Congress. Mm-hmm. And-, and I know a lot of them, like I- Senator Brasso was recently in-, in here, and I interviewed him, and I talked about the the, sh- the impending shutdown. Today was the first deadline. First deadline. There was a March 1st, March 8th deadline. And... The March 1st, they, they came to an agreement yesterday, and now it's a March 8th, March 22nd uh, deadline. But he was he was staunchly opposed to a shutdown. He said it, it is no good for anyone. Um, you know, but they all kind of say that, but then we always come to this. And, yeah. it, it, you know, it's happened several times. And it, we've, affects, we've... it affects people outside the government, which is the problem, I think, with um, the shutdown. And that's why people are kind of wishy-washy on it because we all understand why it happened it's it's blatant incompetency yeah it, it really is i mean there's no way to sugarcoat it but i mean if if you're elected to do a job and that job does not get done then what are you doing yeah i mean we can kind of say the same thing for tax reform in wyoming too but it's still the same underlying thing right you have, yeah, you know, it's the old, the old adage. You have one job, and you couldn't do it. Yeah, and I, I, I know Congress has many jobs. They wear many hats. They do a lot, but when it comes to the funding, the, everything, the spending, the, the spending yep, bill, and yep. they just keep kicking the can down the road. It's like, and I understand we have trillions of dollars in debt, and you know, this side wants this, this other side wants the other. I understand that you have to compromise, but at some point, all of us that are in the trenches every day, you know, going to work, paying our bills, making our kids go to school, whatever the case may be. It affects us. Yeah, it does. And, but you know, you know, you talk about compromise, Aaron, um, the former speaker of the house, Kevin McCarthy did compromise a little bit and he basically lost his position for it. Right. So... I mean, so what? they talk compromise, but then when they do, it's yes. like, wait a minute, now you're playing ball with the other side, you it, traitor you. You're all happy and back patting on bipartisanship, and then when it actually happens, then it's like, and you, you, to, you turn on your own. It's like, yep, yep. You, you eat your own. We used to have bipartisanship decades ago, and that was applauded because you had people that could reach across the aisle and work with each other to get stuff done. Yes. Nowadays, it's frowned upon because, uh, as I said, you know, you're, you're a traitor for working with yes. the other side. Well, and we get, we get the term in Wyoming a lot, rhino. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I, I don't know how you can call someone a rhino that votes Republican 97% of the time, but hey, whatever. You know, and you hear people talking, this is funny. Um, we're getting off subject, but it's kind of We the always same do. Thing. It, yeah. 
<laughs> when people when people talk about how Republicans vote in in the state legislature, one of the arguments I hear from people about calling them rhinos is, well, they vote with the Democrats all the time. There's four Democrats in the entire legislature <laughs> that vote with Republicans. <laughs> so then the other guys are pointing yeah. to the other guy going, see, 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 he votes with the Republicans. Well, you really can't avoid that. Right. Craziness. Anyway. We do have a caller, but we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and get started on our conversation on what's going on with the federal government right after these words. We'll be back right after this. to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Remember when your mom used to say, just because everyone's thinking it doesn't mean you have to say it. Well, if you ignored her and went ahead and said it, then you need the calming effects you can only get at the health nut. Aisle after aisle of health-giving supplements, a healthy soup, sandwich and salad bar, a grocery store, and smoothies that'll get you back to how you felt before you were full of regret for being so honest. The Health Nut, located in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. This public service announcement sponsored by Pilch Engineering, providing environmental engineering services to Wyoming. Hi, this is Tanner Tippett with Sheridan Fire Rescue, reminding you that chimneys and vents need to be cleaned and inspected by a qualified professional at least once a year. Never burn trash in the fireplace. Burn only dry seasoned wood. Not only is it cleaner for the environment, it also creates less buildup in the chimney. Use only newspaper and kindling wood or fire starters to start a fire. Never use flammable liquids such as lighter fluid, kerosene, or gasoline to start a fire. They produce invisible vapors that can easily catch fire. Be safe and stay warm. Welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines Friday News Talk 930 KROE. I'm your host, Aaron Palmer, along with Ron Richter. You can join the conversation by calling 307-674-4443 or 674-4444. Off air, Aaron, we Mm -hmm. were talking a little bit when was the last time there was a full government shutdown. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't remember. It it was actually January of 2008 under uh, President Trump. Three days is is all it lasted. Eight or 18. January of 2018. 18, okay. It lasted three days under Obama. There was one in 2013 that lasted 16 days. And These are full on? Yes, and under Clinton, there was one that lasted 21 days. So under Clinton was I, the I longest. I thought Clinton was, I remembered that one. And, and I, I think sure. there's been a other little partial Yeah, there have been partials whatnot, throughout, but, but I, I didn't realize we had that many full, full on shutdowns. I remember but. the one pretty vividly during Obama because it affected quite a few things because it went on for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, people couldn't go to the parks and because there were. Oh, it, that's right. Yeah. yeah the, they had the federal. Yeah. Yellowstone yep, was closed. Everything and, was shut down. You know, they, they keep the post office and in, in the airline industry and all that TC, TSA running because they're considered essential employees. And then that leads to the question, who is not essential? I mean, it's. Well, yeah. Of, and then that whole definition changed yeah, yeah, during I, COVID. I so know. it's like, <laughs> whatever. But, it, but it's like. 
but they scaled back considerably. You know, I mean, yes, we still got our mail, but we got our mail, you know, instead of three to five days, we got it 10 to 14, that type of thing. Cause they do furlough and lay off and let right. go a lot of people, the, which they usually bring all those people back once the shutdown funded. Right. You know, and that's another thing too, is a lot of these people that get laid off or, or furloughed or however you want to describe it during a shutdown, they get back pay. So we're still paying for it. Right. It's not like we're not paying them their salary. So, right. you know, it's just not upfront. There's no legitimate excuse for an actual shutdown other than incompetency of Congress. Well, to me, it appears no. like there are both sides that are wanting to take their ball and go home. Yeah. I don't want to play. And I, I get that. I understand that they're drawing a line in the sand or however you want to put it. But, you know, when it affects. People. The general public, yeah, the way it does, people. you know, and, and then people lose their jobs. You know, I mean, it, it affects the military. I mean, it it has such a a sweeping domino effect that people don't, you know, they yeah. hear government shutdown. Yeah, well, you know, it's like if it only really affected the governments, you know, that would be. And the thing that kills me about this is that our government officials continue to get paid during these shutdowns. Yes. So it's not affecting them, you, but you mean, I would you imagine. Mean, you mean Congress, right? right. The electeds, yes, right. they, of course. And if I think, I, I think if they were not receiving paychecks, they would figure this stuff out immediately. It would never come to that point. Right. Because that's how human nature is. It's humanity. Oh, now you're digging in my pockets. Yeah. We're going to figure this out. If it doesn't affect me, I don't care. We've got a caller on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Caller, good morning, and go ahead. Well, good morning, gentlemen. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Go yep. ahead. Loud and clear. Okay. Um, I wanted to make a couple of remarks and then make a suggestion. Okay. And what I wanted to reflect on is here quite recently, within the last uh, eight months, six to eight months, we've seen a lot of things happen on the county level. One, the county's audit for 2023 was not in compliance. The county turned the audit in to Porter Muirhead. It wasn't in compliance. Now what's happened is it's been filed, but it's still out of compliance and it'll go sit in the federal offices for three more years while they, while they try and figure out was something done by intent or was it merely a, a Scribner's error. But point is, they were out of compliance. Second thing, there's been a lawsuit well, not a lawsuit. There's been a memorandum of understanding uh, initiated between the county clerk and between the office of the BOCC where they've got a policies and procedure document, and the clerk is slowly trying to take back duties that had gradually drifted upstairs over the past 30 years, and she's taking them back into her office. This was an eight-month pro uh, process and is going to cost around $70,000 by the time the last of the bills are in from the lawyers who were part of this. Okay, that's two. Now we got the Republican Party suing the, the county commissioners to try and remove four of them from office for what the Republican Party is saying is a dereliction of their duties as county commissioners. And that um, Judge Sullins has, I think, until the 30th, 
no, wait a minute. I think he's got until the 15th of March to decide. That, that sounds right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 Vicky, not, not, to, not to interrupt, but um, does he have a, a, dead, like a, a set date that he has to make a decision? Or, oh, yeah. or did he just kind of insinuate that I should have a, a, a ruling in the next 30 days? No, I think he's got to make a decision by the 15th. He's under a time constraint, I believe. Now, mm. do you have a reason for thinking differently on that? No, I, I was just wondering. I, no. I, I didn't know mm. whether or not... Look forward, look forward at the drop dead of the 15th of March. Okay. So That's I've kind of a, my understanding, but yeah, Ron had a valid question. So. I've got okay, a dollar go bet out there. It'll come in closer to this week, but could be wrong. I'll, I'll bet you a $2 bill. Which way are you going? <laughs> no, I, I'm just, oh, a $2 bill. I, I'm razzing you. I'm razzing I, you. I'm, I'm trying to keep, I'm, I'm hemorrhaging money here. Okay, right, right. the other thing I wanted to say, and this one was covered in the newspaper by Stephen Dow, Front page, SAW's board considering staffing changes, including reducing hours of administrator. Then when you go on and read the story, you see that um, the former county administrator, Mrs. Renee Obermuller, is referenced in the article as the chief financial officer for SAWS. Well, <laughs> now we've got to blow up in saws because your administrator has been there for a long time, and he administers your you, – you don't need a chief financial officer, I don't think, myself personally, and Mrs. Obermuller. But it's like, here's my suggestion on some of this. Why don't we go back to three commissioners instead of five? Now, I'm not saying that that would necessarily mean they wouldn't get in trouble. Three got in trouble with the illegal road and bridge shop. But the optics on it are a little easier to follow. We're becoming very bureaucratic. It's a bureaucracy of the city of Sheridan and the county. And I scratch your back, you scratch my back. What do you want? What do I want? Maybe that's a little harsh for me to say it. But would it help? if we had a referendum and we went back to three commissioners. It doesn't mean that people won't get up to things, but it's easier to keep an eye on it. And to have a administrator to the commissioners, which we have, we have Mr. Cameron Duff, and now a chief financial officer, the previous county administrator, Mrs. Obermuller, running SAWS, they won't have to dissolve saws and give it to the city. They'll just administer it for the city's needs. And that's what I wanted to say this morning. So I'll get off the phone, gentlemen. Hmm. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Well, as far as the county commission goes, to my opinion on the number of commissioners, Johnson County has three. And Johnson County is, we all know, is significantly less populated, quote-unquote, smaller government than than Sheridan County is. Um, I, I think the reason that they originally went to five was because there could be issues with having uh, a majority. Um, what's the word I'm looking for, Ron? Um, a quorum? Quorum, thank yeah. you. Like, uh, you, like <clears throat> if someone's sick or Right, because if you have three, gone, yeah. two's not a quorum. Well, I know the, uh, I mean, I don't remember exactly when, but the, the people voted right. that they wanted five. Now, could you have an argument that maybe they don't need to pay two extra ones? Well, yeah, I guess maybe. Yeah, there's. But a, I, don't, I don't think it's my opinion. I don't think it's it's ridiculous to have five. 
in Sheridan County. I I don't. I think for the most part it's worked out pretty well, but sure. you know, I don't I don't but, there, there's you know, an argument. Yeah, there's an argument, argument that can be made on both sides right. and there's there's valid points on both both sides, honestly. I agree. Um Jackson Electric open lines Friday, News Talk 930 KROE. I'm your host Aaron Palmer along with Ron Richter. You can join the conversation that we're having or talk on something, talk on something, speak on something that you would like to talk about. Numbers to call 674-4443 or 674-4444. And today's poll question or this week's poll question is about the government shutdown. And according to the poll, more than half of the people said that just we about should. Half. Just about half. Okay. Yeah, about 46% said the, the government should allow should the allow shutdown. Them, Lawmakers should allow, should allow the shutdown. But that also brings up the question, what does that do? And we touched on this a little bit, Ron, before the break, was it affects everyday people. If if the shutdown happens, some of the things that could happen um, in a shutdown, um, services will be affected on this. And we all know this, like you said earlier, you know, people couldn't go to uh, national parks and, and, you know, federal sites and whatnot. Um, That's just a small sampling. Um, Many programs are exempt. Uh, but the public is still likely to feel the impacts of a shutdown. For example, Social Security and Medicare. Um, checks are sent out, but benefit verification as well as card issuance would cease. So there's that, that people would still get their money, but you know some other related um, services would go away. Environmental and food inspection. During the 2013 shutdown, the Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, halted site inspections for 1,200 different sites that included hazardous waste, drinking water, and chemical facilities. Mm. So we'd be giving whomever a free pass because these agencies would not be doing their jobs, wouldn't be funded. There there are far-reaching ramifications of a shutdown that a lot of people actually don't realize. Yeah. National parks that we we touched on this one. Air travel we touched on this that uh, the air traffic controllers would still be yes uh, on the job because they're considered essential employees. Mm-hmm. But TSA is basically cut into right all the, of the related services yeah, to get on a plane would be affected. It it, it, it takes. I remember the the last time there was a shutdown, they were showing the long lines at the airports because they're. You know, a lot of the TSA agents are sent home. Mm-hmm. And they work with basically a skeleton crew. Right. And, you know, and then people are complaining about that. And it's like, well, you know, you avoid the shutdown. That doesn't happen. But <laughs> people won't stand in line at McDonald's at lunchtime, you know, for for anything. They'll go somewhere else. So to stand in line to go. I mean, you don't have a choice in an airport. Right. But people are getting, you know. Feeling froggy and wanting to jump when that happens. And missing flights and yep. connecting flights. Yep. and it's... Terrible thing. Health and Human Services. The National Institutes of Health would be prevented from admitting new patients or processing grant applications. So there's that. Yeah, everything literally just gets put on pause. Yep. Uh, internal Revenue Service. Maybe oh, this would be good news. The IRS. Um, as a result of funds provided in the Inflation Reduction Act, essential IRS operated operations would continue. Imagine that. We're going to collect your money, 
and we're going to hang on to it, but we're not going to distribute it. <laughs> yes, Imagine that. Um, Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP. Yep. Um, funding for the SNAP program is mandatory. The ability to send out food stamp benefits would be affected by the shutdown since continuing resolutions have generally only authorized the Agriculture Department to send out benefits for 30 days after shutdown begins. So if it extends longer than that, there could be far-reaching issues. Yep. So there's a lot There's a lot to digest here. There's more information. We're going to talk about it. Um, but we're going to take a break. We'll come back on the Jackson Electric Open Lines Friday on News Talk 930. And the numbers to call 674-4443, 674-4444. You can join the conversation. We'll be back right after this. Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. So what are Shopaminiums? They combine both commercial and residential elements. Synergy Shopaminiums, a large warehouse space, a full bath, conference area, office, and a laundry. Customized to fit your individual needs. Synergy Shopaminiums, located on Sheridan's East Ridge Road, a customizable condominium unit combining convenience and functionality. Easy access to the interstate and downtown. For more info, call Sheridan Realty Associates to reserve yours today. You opened your account with your local Sunlight Federal Credit Union, but maybe you find yourself on vacation or going to college or are moving away and you wonder how will you access your account. Well, don't worry, it has never been easier. You can access your account at more than 5,000 co-op shared branch locations in all 50 states, just like you were at your home credit union. To find the nearest branch, visit coopsharedbranch.org. Sunlight Federal Credit Union, banking done local no matter where you are. Sunlight Federal Credit Union, member NCUA, an equal housing lender, building a brighter future together. The following message is presented by Century21BHJ.com. Hello, Sheridan County. My name is McKenna Mowry, and our We the People team recently won its 11th state championship in school history. We will represent Wyoming at the national finals in Washington, D.C. in April. Now, we need your financial help. To sponsor our team, send your gift of support to Sheridan High School CEO, We the People team. Please make your check out to the SHS Booster Club. On the check memo line, please indicate your donation to We the People. Thank you, and go Bronx. Welcome back to Public Pulse. You can join the conversation on the Jackson Electric Open Line by calling 307-674-4443 or 307-674-4444. Once again, your host for Public Pulse. Public Pulse, Ron Richter, and I'm your host, Aaron Palmer. News Talk 930 KROE. And again, the numbers 674-4443, 674-4444. You want to talk about the government shutdown or whatever else is going on. This It's going to be a crazy day today in Sheridan, and we'll get to that uh, here in just a bit. But we're talking about the government shutdown. and Well, the they, government, they, they, they did such a good job in avoiding it now. 
didn't they? <laughs> well, the original, um, <laughs> as you said, the original shutdown was supposed to be today. The, the deadline was, was March 1st. I, and, I don't know if it was. And a, March 8th. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think at the end of the day, I think that's how they do it. Yes. Yeah, 5 p.m. And now there's still a March 8th deadline, and now. March 22nd. March 22nd has been. So they've moved them, and they financed everything for these next two weeks, I guess. Yeah is how it works, but they're still, and they're hopeful. This hasn't even gone through Congress yet. They haven't voted on it, I don't think. It's it's the epitome of moving the goalposts. Right. I mean, I mean, seriously, just 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 tackle the damn bull head on and take it on, man. Do what it. are some of the issues that they're fighting? I know, I know that, that funding in Ukraine, funding for the border, yes. funding for this, this, and this, it, it, are touchy subjects that they're it's, trying to tackle. It's a partisan... Sandbox match was what's happening. I mean, there's no other way to describe it, really. There's just, you know, there is not a lot of consideration of the American people when it comes to what is happening in Congress right now. And the argument could be that what they're arguing about is the same thing. I know. This doesn't affect us in the least. As Initially, I mean, yeah, it's taking our tax dollars and sending them over to Ukraine. So it's affecting us that way. But in the overall scheme of stuff, it's not affecting us at all mm-hmm. on a daily basis. So they're going to shut the government down based on, okay, we don't want to fund the Ukrainian war or we don't want to fund anything at the southern border. And depending on who you talk to, these are issues that are important to all of us that are it's- just in the general public. You know, I mean, it's political jockeying. Right. I mean, we're in an election year. Right. And that, that's what's playing a large role. In, and I know elections are, are different around the country and whatnot. But, I mean, we're in a big election year. Yeah. You know, so. Do you think, I mean, as far as the kicking the can down the road, are they going to get anything done in the next couple of weeks? Hopefully. Well, I, I mean, I mean, they, they literally went on their two-week break right before the deadline was was looming. <laughs> I, I mean, what does that say? Right. You, know, you know what I mean? I mean, if if where you work started on fire and like, hey, I got my vacation to take. I'm leaving. Yeah. I mean, I, it's just that that's how I view it. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe the house I'm wrong. Is on fire, and I'm just, I'm going. Yeah. See ya. I got my two Good weeks luck. coming. I'm going. <laughs> Sorry, you deal with it. Yeah. And then they come back, whatever, like two days, three days before the first deadline, and basically just punt. Mm-hmm. Nice job, Ray guy. Remember, he was a great player for the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That's a day or two ago. Yeah. Um, so to avoid this shutdown, they quote-unquote kicked the can down the road. And then they're expected to get together. Yes. And see, that's and the problem. And try to reach a compromise. And are they going to do this in a week? They'll probably end up extending it again. I mean, I don't see how they won't, but sooner or later, they're going to have to take it on. Sooner or later, there there has to be a spending bill or there isn't. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I wish I understood this more. And it's, and the, the crazy thing is that once you think you get a handle on this and the, oh, okay, I understand what's going on. Then you read another article. I know. And it's like, wait a minute. This is not what I understood well, this to there's be. There's a lot of layers to it. Yeah. I, I mean, we're, we're just kind of 
jumping on the obvious, but there are a lot of layers to it. It's, yeah. it's a very dynamic situation. It's not just a couple of kids not getting along in the sandbox. But, you know, when you look at the 30,000-foot view, that's basically what's happening. Sure. I guess we do have a caller on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Caller, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hello? Good morning. You hear, you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Excellent. Uh, there's just not a lot of faith going on that uh, people are going to be doing what's best for, you know, regions, states, nations. Amen. And we keep seeing that over and over and over and thinking and the government thinks that uh, why is why is there a holdup? What's the contention when uh, our our community itself? uh, Not too long ago, we had this issue with fluoride in the water and there was a huge community turnout saying we're not wanting this. And the local authorities uh, try to contest that to the point where, uh, yeah, it wasn't going in a good direction. Anyway, the well, latest with the fluoride, <laughs> yeah, Sorry, the ahead. latest with the fluoride, um, we've got uh, a Judge Chen uh, now uh, letting everybody know that the EPA will have to uh, label it as a neurotoxin. Because the facts are, in, uh, you know, empirical that the it is uh, affecting women and especially at kids at young ages. Uh, so the public was right, and <clears throat> something tells me we're still not going to be done with this fluoride thing, which isn't natural. It's a far, it's a byproduct from industrial smelters. We did the research locally, and to come and stand before professionals and going, this is public knowledge. What are you arguing? Like, protect people. Protect our country. We should have informed consent. It doesn't matter if they're going to try to put something in the water or spray it overhead. It's there. They're noted. The EPA just won't accept it and in this uh court case it was noted that our uh health who admiral levine the uh she actually tried to keep the study from being made public and hide it so there's no faith in this system in so many aspects i I have definitely heard that argument for sure. And I, I think that their mistrust in the government has been going on since the 60s. And I, But I agree. I think it's getting to the point now that there are a lot more people involved than the, hey, I don't trust the government. That's a pretty to, conservative statement. I think it goes way back before the 60s. It, okay. But that, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's when, when it, it really, became prevalent. Yeah, yeah, that's when it really amplified and we oh. were. But yeah I, yeah, I agree. I mean, there's. And and you can't blame people. I mean, if you look at the track record, just like the caller said, with fluoride, you know, I've heard that argument as well, heard those arguments about it's an industrial byproduct or trying to figure out how to get rid of it so they're dumping into the water, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I've heard that. Is it true? 
I guess it depends there, on. There's, there's probably some truth, truth sure. to all of it, you know, because sure. I, I know during the whole fluoride thing, a lot of the local hygienists were in favor of the fluoridation of the water. Right. So, I mean, I, I don't and know. And again, could it be that fluoride helps your teeth? Very well, it could be. I don't know. But they're, they're, does they're, it mean that it also affects you in other ways? Also, likely. I don't know. I'm not yeah, a chemist. I, I'm not. And I've read so much, mm-hmm. and I, I, I've talked to hygienists, and hygienists, whole, yep. hygienists are behind it. But then there's a lot of people that aren't. And, and then I've been told that, you know, you would have to drink just a, a, a humongous amount of water to have it. But I don't know. You know, maybe. I mean, I drink a lot of water a day. Too. I don't filter I do all my water. You know, maybe I was. And maybe it. it stays in your body in your lifetime so i don't know, I don't there, know. and the thing is i mean that's if you, if you really want to go down that route i mean we've been poisoned by the fda since the 60s come on uh-huh. i mean if you all really the stuff that we have in our food that is unhealthy it's ridiculous it, it, all the stuff you tell me what actually is healthy anymore in our mm-hmm. food you go to the frozen food section there is nothing in there that is natural absolutely nothing you're eating sodium and and all this preservative junk I mean, but you're okay with that? I mean, I just, you know, come and on. And high fructose corn syrup is in everything. everything. And they've proven that that is a health. And the amount of health. sugar in everything. Yes. Sugar, I mean, you go back, there. there's some pretty good uh, um, pieces out there about the sugar industry and the FDA back in the 50s and 60s. I mean, this was, this was a plan. And it worked. <laughs> but, you know, I mean... That's why I say, you know, I, I don't discredit the people that are against fluoride because right. there's a lot of this stuff that... Right, because it depends on the argument. You're talking about food, you're talking about that. There's, there are, I've, I've seen this written in stories where there are American people that have gone to other countries in Europe or South America or whatever, and they, not intentionally, but they ate the local foods but realized that like they could eat pasta in Europe where they couldn't in the U.S. And it's like, what's the difference? And they weren't gaining weight. You right. know, here they didn't even touch carbs and pastas and whatnot, but they go to Europe and, and eat pastas and other things, and their vegetables are cleaner and da-da-da-da, and they're healthier. And it used to be, you know, like when we were growing up, we were told, well, the U.S. has the best, you know, produce the best this best that not if it's being sprayed with monsanto it isn't <laughs> but that's what we I were mean, taught that's what we were mm. told and all of these countries around the world are eating the same things but they're not manufactured the same way right or they're not grown the same way so there's they seem to be healthier so there's something to this that these quote-unquote conspiracy theorists are well, spouting you know one of the top killers in our country is heart disease mm-hmm. Aaron it's yeah. affected you and I right um, and a lot of others but heart disease you know some of the the, the contributing factors are, are your diet right. smoking and mm-hmm. whatnot which is all regulated by the government mm-hmm. so you know you want to go down a rabbit hole go down that one <laughs> yes We could. We could go for hours, but we need to take a quick break, and we're going to come back. We're going to talk about what's going on in Sheridan today. It's going to be a a big thing. People need to be aware of it. If you're not aware, stay tuned. We'll let you know what's going on and how to hopefully work through that. We'll be back on the Jackson Electric Open Line right after this. Plug into Jackson Electric and you'll feel the power. 
If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Hey folks, J.D. here at Antelope Butte, home of the best skiing and riding in the Bighorns. It's finally snowing, but we've been open five days a week since before Christmas, and we're fully open from top to bottom and wall to wall. Don't worry about your backyard. Come on up here and play in our backyard. We've also got amazing cross-country and snowmo access right out the back door, and we're open Wednesday through Sunday every week into early April. Check us out online at antelopebuttefoundation.org, or you can find us on social media. Our team members are friendly, and our family vibe is true Wyoming, so come on up to Antelope Butte, home of the best skiing and riding in the Bighorns. Shan Foster with Country Pet Inn on why training your dog is important. Dogs need rules, guidelines for life, just like we do. Through training, what you're doing is you're giving the dog a set of rules, that this is what we do in our household. This is how we stay comfortable. So often we overlook what our dog's basic needs are in their home, and that's having structure. I imagine a lot of people feel like the dog is part of the family, but they struggle with how to incorporate that properly. The easiest way to incorporate that is by teaching it basically a language through consistency and repetition petition and through praise and correction, the dog can learn to be happy with the rules. You're clearly very passionate about this area and absolutely uh, able to help people if they're struggling in getting this to work properly. Yes, and I, I'm more than happy to do that. There's very few things in life that bring me joy when I see that a person and their dog or a family and their dog are communicating and just having a good time together. That's my goal. Find out more about training, boarding, and doggy day camp online at thecountrypetin.com. Or call Shan Foster at 674-8542. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or ready to build your dream home, the financial experts at First Northern Bank of Wyoming will be with you every step of the way. Hi, this is Cheyenne Panetta, and I invite you to stop in and see me or call 673-HOME to start your journey today. First Northern Bank of Wyoming, your community bank serving Wyoming since 1885. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 197407. With the complete redesign of Legacy Diamond and Gems, a five-decade tradition of jewelers in the Kraft family continues. Tom Kraft and his expert staff of bench jewelers create custom jewelry and repair of all levels of difficulty, and it's all done in-house. They are also one of the largest bridal centers in Wyoming, where you can find the perfect ring or design the perfect ring for the best value. Visit Legacy Diamond and Gem at 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan, online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Welcome back to Public Pulse with Ron Richter, Aaron Palmer on News Talk. Excuse me. 9.30 KROE. A little hiccup there. Yeah, a little hiccup. Um, Coffee's fighting back. Um, You can join the conversation by calling Jackson Electric Open Lines, 307-674-4443 or 674-4444. Of course, coffee's fighting back. We've been dissing the FDA. Today's poll question, we're going to move on from it, but we'll mention it quick. The uh, first Northern Bank poll question, Ron, was? A shutdown of the federal government is looming this week. Should lawmakers allow the shutdown in uh, 45% of all votes said, uh, yes, they should allow the shutdown, and 28% said no, and 16 avoid if possible, and 9% avoid at all costs. Of course, they did avoid the partial shutdown that would have taken effect tonight at midnight, 
if no uh, no deal was reached. But they didn't. They didn't really. They didn't solve the problem. No. Uh, they, they they just basically moved know, the goalposts. Yeah, they they kicked it down the road, which it, it's better than a shutdown. I'm sure. not I'm not gonna. Yeah, it's this quote unquote buys them time to figure out what they can and can't do. But, so, but we'll you see. know, sooner or later they have to address it. They can't just keep you know. I mean, agreed. So there's that. We'll we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, something will happen. Um. For all of us in in and around Sheridan today, this is going to be, uh, it's going to affect everyone. And what we're talking about is the celebration of life for uh, Sheridan Police Sergeant uh, Nevada Cranky. His celebration of life is going to be today. And um, it's going to affect everyone. There's going to be a procession. There's going to be shutdowns of certain roads and highways yeah, part and whatnot. Of, part, of, part of Maine is, is closed right now. And I think, didn't they say that the highway between the, the Bighorn Y and Clear yeah, and the that's gonna, people. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be closed. So people need to be aware of this and, you know, plan accordingly. You know, it, it's, it's, it's going to affect people. So if you're not aware of what's going on, make yourself aware and, and be prepared for it. Yep. Um, Captain Tom Ringley was, he discussed the procession and people to line the community route. So we're going to hear from Captain Tom Ringley. We would invite people to show their respects to Sergeant Crinky by lining the route. Got a flag, please bring it along. The actual service will be open to the public. However, a lot of the seats can be reserved, so we can't promise people will fit in. Stay tuned to the Canes funeral home webpage, and they will have a list of churches that will live stream the okay. services if people would like to pay their respect to Nevada and his family that way. So we just ask people to, to be patient. So that was, again, Captain Tom Ringley. Not Tom Ringley. Is that right? Tom Ringley. Okay. Yeah. And um, the celebration of life. Because you're thinking of Tom Ringley Sr. Right. Okay. The commissioner. Yes. I, I just drew blank. I'm sorry. Anyway, the procession for Sergeant Cranky will begin at 11th Street and Main Street at 12 p.m. and will proceed south onto Coffeen, then the entrance to Sheridan College, and then onto the Golden Dome. Sheridan's Main Street from Dow Street to Burkett will be closed from 4 a.m. until 1 p.m. SPD has advised the community that no parking will be permitted along the procession route during those times. Yep. Attendance is expected to be high, they said which may cause parking and capacity issues at the Golden Dome. In conjunction with Sheridan College, Sheridan Media will provide a live stream to the services for those who cannot attend in person. The stream will go live at 12.20 p.m. on SheridanMedia.com. So there's there's that. If you want to avoid you know the craziness, because it is going to be crazy, yeah. that is an option for people that want to you know uh, be a part of the service. So there's that. That's going to be happening today. So... Everybody in and around Sheridan, be aware of this and, uh, you know, plan accordingly. It's and, going to be and, a big and, deal. And get out and show your respect. It, yes, absolutely. You know, I mean, Ringley had it perfect. You know, get out and, and line the procession route. Bring a flag if you can. I mean, it's it's uh, today. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, there's that. All right. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, just to see, just to see what people are thinking, um, 
Senator Kinski, his property tax reform bill mm-hmm. was killed in the Senate, but they revived. Let me read. Yeah, me, you've you've been all over this this week. Yeah, um, they they kind of wrote another bill yeah, and, and I know, borrowed. I know Floyd had a little little write up on it, so I mean, it's, yeah, and it's interesting. Um, they they took portions of his bill and added some things, subtracted some things, blah blah blah. And they came up with Senate file, I think it's 54, let me check my notes here. Uh, Yeah, Senate file 54, which has passed the Senate, and now it's moved over in uh, crossover to the House. So they're hoping that the House is going to approve this. And I, it's interesting, because I talked to Senator Kinski yesterday in an interview, and he was really happy that a lot of the things that he was shooting for or pushing are in this bill. And essentially what it amounts to is they set a $200,000 uh, limit, I guess, um, where if your house is valued at $200,000 or less, you pay zero property taxes. But then that leads to the uh, the Pandora's box of how many homes are actually valued at $200,000 or less in Wyoming. Right. And and but the people that are in those homes are lower income, yes. blah blah blah. Yeah, so it's helping that. them. It, and then from that point, if it, say like I own a house at four hundred thousand dollars, so I'm not going to get four hundred thousand dollar tax credit, right? But I'll get that two hundred thousand dollar tax credit, and then I'm only going to pay my property taxes from what the value is, uh, basically minus that two hundred thousand dollars. So essentially, I'm going to be paying taxes on. of my $400,000 home. Right. Which that makes sense. Right. And then that also means that, you know, the, the, the really rich people in Teton County with million dollar homes, they're still going to get that $200, $200,000 tax credit, but they're still going to be paying a higher percentage of taxes. Um, the same percentage essentially of taxes that we would in lower income or lower valued homes, if that makes sense. So it, it will affect everyone. It will help everyone to a certain extent, but it'll help the people that need the help the most. The most, yeah. Um, for those that are homes that are valued under $200,000. I think this is a great program. And there are other things. Um, Representative Crago talked about another one that um, yeah, I, I think in conjunction with this could work. Um. But we'll see. I, I think this bill in and of itself, and the other thing is, if they pass this, if the legislature patch it, passes Senate File 54, it takes effect this year. Mm. Now, you've been following the session mm-hmm. more closely than I have. Am I correct in saying that our local delegation is seems to be doing the most on this property tax relief stuff? I, I haven't seen a whole lot of news stories pop up from around the state where other legislators are doing as much as I think ours initially are. that's a fair statement I think that you know Kinski and Craig Owen and Kinski even said Bo Beitman took yeah. a lot of the ideas and ran with this and did a great job so there are there are other legislators in the in the state that have taken a lot of these ideas and moved forward with them some of which are still local as I said Bo Beitman right. blah 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 right. There, but I think, yeah, I think in this part of the of the state, 
That's the case, yeah. That's a, that's a fair statement. They're at least making a concerted effort to try. Yeah. And that's good. That's really all you can ask for. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I hope that uh, I hope that bill goes through. As, as it was explained by Senator Kinski, I think it's going to help everyone across the board. Now, the session wraps up pretty soon. It does. More on that coming up. That'll do it for today's Jackson Electric Open Lines Friday. Thank you so much for joining us. Aaron Palmer along with Ron Richter. We'll see you next week, and we'll have another topic to discuss. Arrivederci. Yeah. simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. It's our original five-gallon bucket sale at Shipton's Big R. Purchase a heavy-duty bucket, load it up, and save 15% on everything that fits inside. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, March 1st through the 3rd. A pocket knife, save 15%. It'll fit a flashlight, a cinch shirt, even a set of ratchet straps. Put them in the bucket, save 15%. Stuff in a pair of Justin boots, some darn tough socks, even a box of ammo. If it fits in the bucket, you'll save 15%. Some other ideas with a nice fit, if you know what I mean. A cool shirt, Wrangler jeans, an Ariat cap, and Hydroflask bottles. Just so you know, baby chicks have arrived at Shipton's Big R, except our Hardin and Lewistown stores, and chicks will fit in the bucket too. Our annual five-gallon bucket sale is going on Friday through Sunday. A minimum $50 purchase is required, and just a few exceptions apply. So load up and save at Shipton's Big R on Sugarland Drive in Sheridan. Shipton's Big R. The Knights of Columbus are showing their support for Sergeant Crinky as well as all police, first responders, and military by offering them half-price meals at tonight's fish fry. Tickets are $15 a person, $60 for a family of five or more. Kids five and under are free. Dine in or take out. Proceeds benefit the Holy Name Catholic School Tuition Assistance Fund. For shut-in delivery, call 672-0936. The Knights of Columbus Fish Fry Dinner. Tonight, 430 to 630 at 301 East Brundage. Filing your taxes can be easy. Hi, this is Lance from your locally owned HR Block office. Whether you choose to file virtually, in person, or drop off, let's make it work for you. Follow your way with HR Block and get expert help at every step and a maximum refund of every dollar you deserve. And if you're getting a refund, now through the end of February, you can get up to 3500 refund advance. Stop by HR Block 1307 Coffeine or call 672-9787 for details. This is Aaron Linden, and I wanted to welcome you to Jackalopes Explore, the new video podcast from Sheridan Media. This is unlike any other podcast. We do a deep dive down the jackalope hole on a myriad of topics. UFOs? Yep. Bigfoot? Oh, yeah. Local, national, and global politics? You betcha. Social issues and conspiracies? Shah. Join the Jackpack Weekly at SheridanMedia.com under the podcast tab on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.